So any discussion of strong side should include what it isn't and what are the pitfalls of misidentifying uh, a evolving shoe as strong side. So we've worked with shoe 10 here a little bit. You've all seen how it evolved. And one of the things that you have to be aware of uh, when trying to identify strong side is a run isn't strong side. And I think most of us know that. Just because you see a seven in a row on one side doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's a strong side game. But there are a couple um, ways to categorize strong side. And they usually evolve by the first uh, component of the first way to identify them is a weakness on the other side and you can do this with events in other words strong side usually has events let's say for instance if you're looking for uh, a player strong side or, or you think a player strong side is evolving you'll usually see no more than one or two banker runs on the opposite side and a little bit longer uh, player runs. I mean, it is very subjective. It is a subjective thing, but I'm going to tell you how to quantify it with ratio data here coming up. But I wanted to start at kind of the highest level where people identify strong side. The key to it is identifying it so you can bet on it and catch the little bit longer run. Understand when you're trying to identify a strong side, you're looking to grab maybe two or three really strong placement bets. Uh, on the strong side. Also, too, it is one of the few times when we analyze games, especially uh, when we're looking at games, we're always talking about opposites and repeats. When we are identifying a strong side game, which of course is the best bias you can have, at least in my opinion, we totally ignore opposites and repeats, right? We don't bet opposite or repeat. It usually doesn't even come into play because if we're on the strong side and the strong side just won, we're going to bet re repeat. If it goes opposite for one, we're going to bet opposite. Okay, So we totally remove the opposite and repeat. It's probably the only time we do that. And we actually go down to the ratio data and use that data. That's why it's the strongest bias. Anyway, enough of this chatter. Uh, you can see in this game here we had the seven in a row. Uh, a two, four, yeah, seven in a row, a player. But there really wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of strength in showing you that w this was a player strong side. Uh, of course, then here's a player four in a row and a two in a row. And here it went to a, play, a banker five in a row, which of course wiped out the strong side. So there's no real indication of, of a strong side in this game. Uh, you know, you could have catched the run. Maybe it's uh, a lot of people like to look for time before last, but there's really no bias in here uh, that I see that would really indicate a strong side. Perhaps if you're, and, and we can get into the minutia of the discussions, perhaps we could catch the strength of player right in this area right here uh, with a little bit more data. But what, have, what would have been um, hard to uh, go with that was when this banker three in a row came about. So anyway, I think this is what we would call, uh, you know, we always talk about strong side. This is more of kind of a neutral shoe. Neutral meaning we don't really, it's really hard to identify a bias, not necessarily the type of count game it is. So, okay, so let's take a look at the next shoe. And this is shoe 11. Again, perhaps, you know, 
you see a, a lot of uh, two in a row, three in a rows, players, bankers. Here's a three in a row. Of course, here we would get into the um, cluster uh, assignments. Okay. Now, there is one part here of the shoe that you could possibly get into a strong side bias uh, if you're really uh, sharp. And you can see it right here at the end of the shoe. Okay. We have a two in a row followed by a one in a row, followed by a two in a row, followed by a one in a row, and then it went opposite again. So player really started getting a little weak uh, in this case. And I think we probably could have identified a strong side banker bias here, especially with the pattern that evolved here. So maybe at the end we could catch a strong side. Of course, where you have to be careful of is that this descending pattern when we're looking for strong side we tend to think that the runs go just a little bit longer of course this is one of those strong sides where the player is so weak that you always just wait for a player and then bet opposite is kind of another way to bet strong side that we a lot of times forget about uh, a lot of times when we're betting strong side we want to push the strong side a little bit more look for the long runs but remember a strong side can be as it is in this case, where the player only has one in a row, and it's been a long time since it went to a run there. So perhaps some here, again, it, it is a very subjective judgment when you're looking at events. Okay, let's go ahead and look at the next shoe. Okay, 54. Again, this is, is pretty equal here. It's more of a choppy game. Um, and then, of course, it went to a bank run. So there's nothing here that would indicate any sort of a strong side. Okay, and this is shoe 12. Okay, so another neutral game. It's a very hard bias, or not a very hard bias to uh, to actually identify, but it's actually uh, doesn't happen as much as people think. Okay, shoe 6. This could be one of those... Uh, ones that's a little bit uh, ambiguous. Uh, again, here we have the long banker run, but it's preceded by a player three in a row. And then we kind of chop a little bit. And here's what ruins, the, destroys the strong side theory is here's a player four, or I'm sorry, a banker four in a row followed by a player four in a row and then a two in a row. And I don't think there's anything in here that would indicate uh, a reason to bet on banker relevant to a strong stri uh, strong side strategy right there. Uh, so again, just a lot of longer runs, more uh, a repeat game rather than an opposite game. So again, it's good to identify the types of games we're looking at. That's shoe 13. Let's take a look at shoe 14. Again, uh, you know, a repeat game, a cluster game, which are, are in, in this uh, situation here was uh, certainly easy to identify um, that uh, you see this a lot where you have a choppy part of the shoe and then it's followed by the clustered part of the shoe where two in a rows or, re or uh, second liners are extremely strong and for for the most part it continued throughout the shoe again but there's no indication of strong side that I actually see here again we're looking for a choppy part of the shoe then went to clusters You'd certainly would have caught some second liners there and hopefully would have continued you would have lost a lot more uh, than you won in that case so a real good example of clusters there 
Okay, so here again, um, you know, strong. we're looking for strong side shoes and ways to identify them, and we haven't really found any yet. Uh, again, I don't really see any here. Uh, a five in a row followed by a four in a row with a three in a row in between. Pretty much a break-even scenario there. Uh, here's the long banker run, but then player comes into play a little bit. Uh, here we have the player long run. But then that starts the um, pattern of uh, clustering again, uh, which is certainly a great way to play. But nothing there to indicate a strong sign. Now, bear with me. I'm getting to it, okay? Here's shoe 16. Um, the downside to this for looking for a, a banker strong side, which would have been kind of the descending strong side or the, as we say, the, the player very weak bet opposite player strong side, we did see that actually here, uh, but what would have uh, caused us to uh, exercise caution is it starting with a player four in a row. So perhaps you may have caught a little bit right in here after this banker three in a row, maybe caught these opposites here, but of course you run into it here. So it, it wasn't a really strong side game. Uh, again, just pretty much some random stuff and some chop here. Okay. So uh, let's go to the play hand by hand uh, section. Let's go to the next shoe. Okay. Oh, I don't know why I hit that. Okay. Uh, shoe uh, 17. Again, uh, you know, something uh, perhaps at the beginning a little bit more banker, but not really strong because here you have the two players that go to a two and then a chop. So really no indication. And you can see it gets destroyed here uh, with the player run. So another thing to, uh, when you're looking for strong side, and one of the things that we don't talk about is when you don't see something, what does that tell you to do? Well, that tells you that probably uh, things are going to go back and forth quite a bit. You know, if you don't see a real strong side, then you're gonna, you might see some runs of banker, as we did here. Uh, you may see some runs of players. So you can use the information that you don't see to identify other types of games. I think it's very important to keep that uh, actually in mind. Okay, so this is the shoe that we wanted to talk about. Uh, that is probably one of the best strong side shoes in, um, with, with respect to looking at events and a strong side versus a weak side. From, from an event perspective, when you're looking for a strong side, this is the perfect setup. Um, first of all, here you have bankers. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one in a rows. And they did not go to two in a rows. Here they went to a two in a row, but then they came right back to one in a rows. And you could see then how player really dominated this shoe. And this is the easiest thing uh, to identify, especially as in this case, if it, if it continued. So again, uh, you know, we're looking for strong side to evolve with a couple, the, the best strong side while analyzing it from a, an events perspective, okay? An events perspective only is here's a three in a row, here's a little bit longer run. In addition to that, we also have the other statistic where Banker has never gone to a two in a row. And even a two in a row in here probably would have been okay um, to identify the strong side. Here, player went to a two in a row. And then again, we have the little bit longer player run. Uh, here's the two in a row. Banker did not go to three, come right back with a player three in a row. 
what's usually indicative of strong side is that a lot of the clustering goes away because as soon as it goes to the weak side, so to speak, it comes right back over to the strong side, thereby destroying the clustering of two or mores in a row. And this is probably one of the best examples of that. I mean, here it did go to a two in a row, but nothing that would really trigger you to bet second liners. Uh, certainly more of a strong player type situation. And this is the perfect example. Uh, notice again in strong side, we do have the descending pattern again. Um, but here, it, there, there's really no pattern. You could say four in a row, but I think we're reading too much into it. We're getting a little bit stronger player with a little bit longer runs. And of course, again, banker does not go more than two in a row. Uh, the perfect strong side game to sit there and uh, try to make a couple units on player. Uh, one of the few times uh, that I really like to bet up as you win to try to catch two and three wins in a row. Uh, one of the few times that I like to actually bet a negative progression. If I lose, if I would have lost this two in a row betting strong side in this scenario here, I probably would have came up with a negative progression bet here on hand 29 uh, for the player. Okay, so strong side with events. Again, to summarize, you like to see weakness on one side, okay, and multiple two, three, four in a rows on the other side, and you want to see that continue. And that's probably one of the best ways to identify strong side uh, with simply events only. And you can scan scoreboards for this. It's a great way to play. Just simply walk through a casino that has a lot of... Uh, a lot of games and look at scoreboards and uh, it's a great way to identify a strong side and you'll be successful if you play that way uh, it's a real good strategy follow the player follow the follow the shoe type strategy just look for strong side uh, and always be aware of it uh, for segments of strong side in the game okay so I'm gonna tell you how to uh, quantify a strong side game with data now and uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, switch scenes here and we'll uh, talk about it and I'm sure you'll find this very interesting. We haven't done a lot of talking about it on Beat the Casino, so uh, many of you may find this new and interesting. So stay tuned. Okay, we're going to play a shoe here that I re-simulated a game from. And it started with burning four cards. And I, I got this shoe from uh, Hollywood Casino where I was tracking cards. So it started off burning four. And we're gonna track the disparity. I'm gonna show you how it indicated a strong side game. So players started off uh, with a five. It hit stayed at five and banker went up to one so i marked down a five circled the five banker had one the score disparity was four. Second hand came six down to four zero hit the player with a seven went down to one banker went up to two the banker won with a difference or disparity of two zero on the third hand here up to seven banker hits to three card for the bank 
hits it with a nine, so player one with a difference or disparity of five. So we mark that down. Next hand, player ends up with a six here, you'll see in stands. Banker stays at one. At this point, very early, you want to notice that every win by the player has had a disparity between the bank score of four or greater, which will be very significant for identifying strong side. You're noticing the win distance for player is a little bit bigger. So here we have a 10, seven, player goes to four, banker at three, card for the player, hits to five, banker outdraws him for a six, wins with another disparity of one. So the first thing you notice is the wins are a little tight for banker. It's struggling to get over the top and the disparity when player wins are pretty significant. Notice also two, we have uh, one more player than banker. Okay, so two for the player. I'm gonna go ahead and hit that, stays at two, and banker wins four over two. So wins by a disparity of two. Notice that the player or banker has not won with more than a disparity of two. And player's gonna pull this one out with a natural nine, wins with the biggest difference or disparity is nine, nine over zero. Okay, the next hand, seven for the player, six for bank, and I chalk this up as a special circumstance, which I wanna talk about. Next hand, six, down to two, two, two so far, hit the player, stays at two, hit the bank, goes up to three and wins by a disparity of one. Okay, eight, six, eight, zero, natural. Okay, so now you can see, if we take a look, that the player, although isn't showing any events as a strong side, okay, is certainly showing a better disparity in wins, which is really a good indicator of a strong side coming up. Okay, notice the banker wins are only by one and two. On, watch a couple more hands here. Watch how this shoe evolved. Okay, we have a six. It's, it stays at six. So the bank, while it has had a couple ones and twos in a row, still hasn't really won by any sort of disparity. Now, in addition to the, to the no longer than threes, you have the additional data that the player is scoring higher hands and winning with a greater disparity. So now, before it goes into a run, you have the data that's gonna enhance what you're looking at event-wise. Okay, there, uh, the player won again with a disparity of five. Eight, five, three. Goes up to seven here. And the player goes down to one. Another big disparity. So you can see the numbers on the third and fourth column that the player is winning with a greater disparity.
there at one seven. Probably should have circled it there in a tie. Coming up, there's the tie. Okay, the disparity score indicated that the player would continue and even gave us clues early on uh, that the uh, player's strong side was developing, at least a banker weak side. And additionally, with the three outlier statistics of the three natural two-card hands uh, on the player's side that were winners over natural two-card hands on the banker's side. So you had three outlier statistics with respect to that, and then also the disparity score on the uh, player side being extremely low. If you look at it, the biggest win, the most common win on the player side was a win on the banker side, forgive me, by a disparity of one, which is not really a strong side. Uh, additionally, too, notice that the banker win all were under three. The most common score on the player side, so far as disparity wins go, was a five. So disparity is hard to track. Um, at least in a fast game. I always recommend uh, that you play it with somebody. Uh, it's very easy to make a mistake. I mean, you can practice it, but I usually like to play it with a partner. Uh, it's a great way to win. Uh, one of the things is a lot of times and most of the time it's going to tell you that there is nothing going on and you have to be aware of that. Uh, but when it does occur, when the disparity gets really big and you see it coming, uh, it'll tell you when those weak side of banker one and twos and the stronger side on the player or vice versa, of course, will probably take off at a certain point where you'll start to see a four in a row or a five in a row. Again, don't read things into the game on disparity scores that are not there. It must be solid evidence. You got to see zeros, ones, twos, and three on one side and the other side winning by five, six, sevens. You know, on occasion, uh, an eight or a nine, uh, that is the real indicator of it. Okay. So I hope you like the strong side. If you have anything to add, let me know. And I hope you're enjoying the videos.